if I don't get the business and I want it, I call that seller and ask why. Every time, and I hate it. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey everybody, it's Thursday morning. Hope you're all doing really, really, really well. Um, lots of you have your cameras on. I love that. If you haven't had a chance to turn that camera on, turn that camera on because it helps me if I can see you. It gives me energy. Helps me do a really, really great job for you. Um, just a couple of quick reminders. I'm sure Zach is going to drop the links in the chat. Um, but we are a podcast. And some of you have been telling me that you're listening to the podcast. I'm so excited. I'm listening to the podcast. So um, whether your iPhones or Spotify, go check out the podcast. You can listen while you drive for the ones we don't get to see in person or you're not there live for. And um, you can just pull them up over and over again. So I think that's super cool. Although I think it's a little creepy that people are listening to me in their cars. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, okay. So today we're going to talk about, I should title it differently, um, but I am going to talk about listing presentation, but I think I'll talk more about the listing process itself. And I'll give you all my listing presentation. You can have it. But I want to asterisk that with, I just don't think the presentation of the listing, the listing presentation, the document that we focus so much on is all that important. I mean, it's necessary and we use pieces of it in the process, but I don't think that you have to nail the document or spend painstaking hours and time on the document itself. I think that the, it's all about the experience for the client um, from beginning to end. And even in this market, I've had some folks that I've gone over some of this with say, well, you know, this market, do you really have to do that? And I would say, yeah, even in this market, you really do have to really make sure you've got a good experience for them and you can demonstrate um, what it is that you deliver um, for your listings because you are up against competition, maybe more competition than ever before in some ways. So I'm going to share my screen and kind of jump, I'm going to jump around a few things. So I'm going to need you guys to help me when I share my screen. Um, hang on and make sure, like, help me if I change screens, like, make sure you can see what I'm seeing. Can you guys see my listing appointment process, Google Doc? Not fancy, but I'll, but I'll give you some fancy stuff in a minute. So I just want to take you through when I get an opportunity to list um, to have a listing appointment, what I kind of what I walk through and how I prepare um, because it works for me. And I when I go on listing appointments, I often leave with the listing contract signed. Um, so um, so I, I think the listing appointment process starts before you even talk to anybody on the phone, before you call them to set the appointment. So whether that is a referral that's coming to you or someone has left you a voicemail, I had a past client the other day leave me a voicemail that they're considering listing their home in the next couple of years. Now we're working on it for 2021, but when they called me and I haven't, I, I, I don't remember their address. I sold them that home two years ago. So when I get the call or the lead, I pull the address, I look up the house, just I spend a few minutes just to learn a little bit about it enough that I can talk 
um, dangerously, like I'm dangerous, right? I don't, I'm not comping it completely. I'm not doing a ton of analysis. I just want to be able to talk about it a little bit. Um, depending on if I have, depending on, um, I would like to drive by and take a photo, but I don't always do that before I call them because I'm trying to call quickly. Um, so sometimes I do that after I've talked to them on the phone. Um, but I call them up to set up a virtual consult. Now, I want to be there in person if I can, but I'm doing more and more virtually lately just because more people want to do that. So when I call, I always offer that. I always say we can get together. You know, we can let's schedule a time to get together virtually or in person. Now, if they want to do it right there on the phone, I at least have to get some info from them and go back and do a CMA. Um, and if I have to do that very quickly, I will. I can set up a listing appointment the next day, the same day if I have to. So this doesn't have to be a long drawn out process. Um, although on paper, it kind of looks like it could be. So I learn a little bit about the home. I get them on the phone. My whole goal is to just set the appointment. I set the appointment. Um, when I set the appointment during the consult, I, I want to collect info from them. So I'm asking them questions. I'm listening. Uh, some of the basic things I want to learn from them is why are they selling? I love to do my consults via Zoom. Um, we're all using Zoom more and more. Even clients that say they don't know how to use Zoom, I'm like, can you click a link in your email? That's all you need to be able to do. If you can click a link in your email, we're gold. Um, so I very rarely have anybody turn down a Zoom consult. I have done them on FaceTime, but I like Zoom because I can share my screen and show them things. Um, but the main things I want to learn about are why are they selling? What's the plan or the goal? What's the next step? Um, I want to kind of know not only what their motivation is, but I want to ask them about what, you know, what their goals are and uh, so that I can hear some of their concerns. Um, all the sellers I'm talking to this year seem to be aware they're going to get a great price, but are super concerned about how am I going to get to the next house? Am I going to be able to find a house and how do we handle that? So I'm kind of prepared. So I want to hear that. I'm kind of prepared to answer that for them. And then I just want them to tell me all about their home. Even if I think I know, even if I know the home, I want them to tell me about their home because there's always something that they've done I don't know about, even if I know them or know the home well. And um, and I want to hear them talk about it. So the way that about what they get excited about, what are the finishes in the home? Um, if I don't know them at all, I'm asking them how long they've lived there unless I could see it when I looked up their address. I'm asking them age of mechanicals, things like that. So I'm just getting some basic information and then I'm setting the in-person appointment to come and bring them the CMA. So, and that could be the next day. So if I have room on my calendar, that can be the next day. But I like, I always position it as, I just wanna gather a little bit of information so that I bring you the best analysis possible, best price for your house possible. After the consult, I send them a follow-up video. So um, I book the appointment and I send them a follow-up video. And the follow-up video is usually um, just thanking them. So I have some that are pre-recorded um, that I could just send that are just about uh, getting, getting them ready, especially if I know if they're interviewing other agents. Sometimes they will tell me that they are. Um, I have a video about asking the right questions. So I'll send them my asking the right questions video. If it's just me or I just feel like they're interviewing me, so if that's my impression, I'll just send them a, a thank you video and a confirmation. Um, I also put a card in the mail, even if I'm going out the next day, I put a thank you card in the mail right then. Um, I use send out cards to do that. Um, if I think they're going to list down the road, I have one that he's not listing for a couple of weeks. Um, I've got a card out to him in the mail with a picture of his house on it with a couple of brownies, cost me like six bucks. So 
just kind of kind of some things for the experience. Um, I hand deliver a CMA the day before the appointment. Um, so I just drop it off on their door. I don't knock on the door. I don't try to talk to them. I just drop it off. And I tell them that I did that. So um, I just leave it for me. I tell them there's a CMA on the door um, and we're going to go through it. But in the CMA, I put a range. I don't give them the price because I haven't walked through the house. So I don't give them the price. I give them a range. Um, I also set them up on a tool called HomeBot that I use. It's about 25 bucks a month. And I tell them that I'm doing that, which will also give them a range of value. And they get a little video from me explaining it. Also, it gives them some modeling tools in there that they can kind of model um, the next purchase through. It has some of their mortgage information, things from the public record. So, um, so I'm kind of doing a lot of things here, and it, but it, it's, it's systemized. So it's pretty easy to, to just send those, all those things off. Um, and then when I drop off a package, I put it in a folder, you know, so these are my folders. Now, when I, you know, had zero money, I would go and buy a bunch of colored folders that I liked at the Walmart, um, especially during school supply season, right, August, whatever, and I would just buy a ton so that I could package it really nicely for them. Um, now, let me show you some of the things I bring. So day of the appointment, so I'm preparing a folder of information to bring with me day of the appointment. So here's where I'll go over some of the tools that I use for the appointment. So I do have a uh, listing presentation that I bring with me. Let me get over there. Oh, it's here. Can you guys see my listing presentation cover? You can. Okay. So I I don't I put some time into this, but I didn't put, and I've been using this for years in different versions. So this is my latest. So, but I did not put hours and hours and hours of work into it. And I have talking to agents that are putting like hours of painstaking work into this. For me, this presentation is more of a leave behind. Not in eight years, I've never had anybody want to go through the whole presentation with me. So it's more of a leave behind. But I do pull out certain things um, during our conversation on the listing appointment. So this is just a template through Breakthrough Broker. So I don't care what company you're with. I'm with EXP, so we have easy access to it. But I don't care what company you're with. You can get access to Breakthrough Broker, and they have tons of free templates. This is just a free template. Um, and I'll blow through it pretty quickly, but I'll make it available to you guys. So it just has some uh, quick information about me. It's not about a, a bunch of bragging, but who I am, kind of what my career and business has looked like, where I'm at today, what I'm all about from a business perspective. Um, and then it's got some questions. So sometimes I'll pull this out depending on how things go when I hit the door. Sometimes I'll pull this slide out and talk through their questions again. Chances are I've talked to this already on the consult, but I might use it to reiterate what I learned so they rem they know I paid attention and I was re I remember. Um, I make sure that I reiterate why they're moving, what I understand and hear anything new that they have to say. Um, I do talk about ex my experience. I think that experience comes from the number of transactions that you've done as much as it comes from the uh, amount of time in the business. And so when I was a new agent, I was doing a lot of transactions pretty early on, especially my first year. And my brokerage did a lot of transactions, right? And I was a part of some of those, or I could learn about some of those. So I really leveraged what I did personally 
terms of number of transactions. And I also leveraged what my brokerage did. But now I've done over 260 transactions. So I utilize that because sometimes I'm up against an agent that has 20 years experience, but has done 30 or 40 transactions. So I reach, that's one of the things I talk to everybody about that I consult with that for my services. Um, and so, and then, so then it's just got some basic information about me, why I'm different. Most of this I'm leaving behind. I do have client testimonials in there. Um, recent sales, I need to update this page. This is just a, just a placeholder because um, I have some ones I want to put in there. And then there's some other basic information here about areas that I cover, things like that. I've got some tools for them, kind of what the process looks like. This is really helpful for my sellers that are selling for the first time. So I have a, a listing coming to market this week. They're, they bought it a few years ago, but they, it was their first house. So they don't understand the selling process at all. So I might pull this one page out. So I have this printed in my folder. Um, it's mine is like 23 pages. I'm not necessarily going through it as a PowerPoint, but I'm pulling out what I need based on what I've learned about that, um, that client. So that's my listing presentation. Um, and you could, I'll send it to you, but I'll put, make it available. So I'll send it to you guys. so You can look at it. Other things I put in the folder of information. I put a seller's roadmap. I got this on Breakthrough Broker. I've been using some version of this. It changes every couple of years. I've been using some version of this for six years. It's a good visual for clients that are a little less experienced as well. Kind of like the other one that I showed you in the presentation. So I have that available. Um, also, I have with me a home staging checklist that, that I haven't really updated. As a matter of fact, I just used it. And even though we're not doing things like, I think it says in here, bake some cookies. We're not doing that in a world in a pan, world of a pandemic. I just cross it out and say, well, we don't bake cookies anymore. It's a pandemic. So we're not leaving food out. And we don't really need to do that. It's a seller's market. So I just make the changes right on it. I will update it. But it may, if you read through this, it may have some things that you go, oh, I wouldn't want to tell people to do that. Just change it. Make it your own. I have that in there. Um, and then I have a next steps sheet as well. And this is blank. This is just my letterhead. Everything I leave has my name, phone number, contact information, website on it. Um, but the reason I have this is I, and I'll show you in a minute, when I'm on the appointment, I leave them a next steps list that I write out for them uh, while we're there. Because I find the, my generic ones, I'm always changing and scratching out depending on what they need to do when, when I get there. I don't really always know what needs to happen until I arrive because I haven't seen the house. I've talked to them on the phone, but I haven't seen the house. My most powerful tool I want to go over, um, let me locate it here for you guys, sorry. So I have a commission matrix. Um, anybody worry about or have commission objections? Nobody has it? Okay, you guys are better than me, I won't go over it. <laughs> no, I know there are some out there. So um, this actually updated, I was using this in a kind of chart form, and this was updated by one of my clients that I've worked with in the past um, that's in the business. And um, she, I was just telling, I was just talking with Jeff Lyons, and I was just saying, since she's been using it, she's four for four on her listings. Um, she's getting every one of them, and she's not, her, she was having some trouble with um, just having people cut her commission. So, or not want to, you know, feeling like the, that objection. And I think that's mostly a confidence issue more than anything else. Um, you just gotta be sure of what you do. But what works for me really well and what I really like to do, 
Um, I also have in my folder, which I didn't say, a listing contract. Now it's kind of behind everything else, so nobody knows it's in there but me. It's my folder. I'm utilizing it on the appointment, but I have it in there because my plan is to leave with the listing contract signed. I don't care if they're selling today or in a month. My plan is to leave with it signed. So I have that in there. And so in my contract, I want a 6% commission. That's what I want. And so that's already embedded in my contract. I can change it. And I want to change it if I decide to do something different, right? Right in front of them. If I'm going to discount for some reason, and let's be honest, sometimes we discount. Um, and it, there has to be standards. You have to have standards around when you do that. So you can't just do it to do it. So um, but when I do it, I make a big deal out of it. I'm like, okay, for you, it's five and a half. And I cross it out and, and I tell them why I'm doing that. So, oh, you're buying a house with me for you. It's five and a half. So, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons. There's no wrong reasons. It's you, you set your standards. Um, so, but one of the things that helped me early on, and I still really love it because I find people like choice. They like to feel like they're running the show, even if they're not, and that they have choice. So I have this package. So this is the kind of their marketing plan choices. There's a bronze, silver, gold, and platinum package. And it doesn't matter what's included with each package or what these numbers are, you guys. You determine that for your business. We are all entrepreneurs. So this is what is working for me. So, um, so I have a bronze package, which you can see is a 4%, 5% commission, a 55 6 and a half. I think this, we're seeing a screen, Amy. We're looking at like... Uh, oh, you're not seeing my screen. Why well, we see it? It's just uh, it was like it's just a zoom. So I it sounds I'm like you're sorry. Thank you for telling me. Let yeah. me try again. Thank you so much, Craig. Now, can you guys see the marketing plans? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you guys stop me because I I may not see the chat when I'm talking. Okay. So marketing plan. So this is the marketing plan that checklist that I bring out. So I'm going to talk through in a second how I do this. I don't pull this out right away. Okay. So I'll talk about when I get there, what I do, but when a commission objection comes up or they ask me how much I charge, if they ask me that they don't always, you guys, but if they ask me, I pull this sheet out one sheet, that's it. And I say, yep. I said, I have a flexible commission program where you get to choose your marketing plan and your commission plan. And here's what that looks like. And I go over the packages with them. I put it right in front of them and I go over the packages with them and they get to choose. Um, you determine what level of service you're going to offer at each level here. So yeah, I'll do four. And, and I will say this, I have a couple of versions for this. If I'm talking to someone if I'm talking to a, I do different things for different price points. So I may be willing to operate a little differently for a much higher price point than a much lower price point. And if I know, I'm usually not on listing appointments for little crappy small listings, but if I am, I have a flat fee sheet as well, which I don't have handy where I just talk about, you know, if it's under a certain price point, it's a flat fee because we have to have a certain commission to make it worth it. And those small ones, like my smallest listing right now is $37,000. And someone might think I'm crazy, but I'm charging a $7,500 flat fee on that. Those are a lot of work. They take a lot of time. They have a lot of problems and they're a lot of work. And we have to pay two agents, not one, right? Me and the buyer's agent. So if they don't give those to me, it's no sweat. So, and I don't have to usually go on those appointments. Those are usually phone calls and conversations. And here's what I charge. Have a nice day. Um, but so I do have kind of a different program, but your traditional average price point listing, 
I let them, I do let them pick if they ask. If they don't ask, I just tell them it's 6%. But um, if they ask, I let them pick. And so they get a different level of service, some that have additional fees and some that don't, depending on the price point. And I let them pick. And I'll tell you, every time I use this, they don't push back. They just pick. They might ask questions, but they just pick. So, um, and which one do you think they pick the most often? Bronze, silver, gold, or platinum? Gold. Somebody mild the word. Shelly, was that you? Gold. Yes. That is the most popular package. And I have played with the numbers on this. So the numbers don't matter. You plug in the numbers you want. Most often they choose gold. I actually had someone that I'm working with that told me, and my client shows platinum. I couldn't believe that. And I was like, go, go do a platinum job then. So... So I use this, it's, a real, it's been a really powerful tool for me in my business, and it really has helped me um, talk about commission and not be afraid to talk about commission. So um, can you see my Google Doc again? Um, see, why does it do that when I switch screens? So I, I want to talk through quickly what I do at the appointment as well. Um, and then we'll save a few minutes for questions. And if we need a part two on any of this, we'll do a part two. So upon arrival. So here's what I do. When I, let's just assume it's a traditional listing appointment. I told you what's in the folder, right? All the stuff that's in the folder is on a list here. This is what I do. I knock on the door. They let me in. Thank you so much for having me. I find a place to set my stuff down, right? And I, I let them know we're going to set our things down here. I ask them to take me on a tour of the home immediately, no matter whether I want to see it or not. I do want to see it. But I ask them to show me their house and I tell them I'm going to take notes. I have a little book with me and I take notes as we walk around. Um, sometimes I do it in the notes section of my phone, but I tell them what I'm doing so they don't think I'm, you know, on Instagram. Um, I answer questions and I try to build rapport with them. I ask them questions and I try to build rapport with them. So I use the Ford, which we can talk about later, but I use Ford. I've kind of put in here family, occupation, recreation, dreams to try to connect with them as we walk around. And then when we walked around and they showed me everything, they're going to ask you questions as you go. Like, do you think I should replace this door? You know, they just will. Do you think this little spot on the wall is going to help my house to not sell? No, it's not. It's fine. It's a spot on the wall. So um, I tell them things that I think we need to do as we're walking around. So, you know, I let them know, you know, oh, we got a we got a big electrical outlet hanging out of the wall. We got to put that back in before we list. So I do tell them things as we walk around. I take notes and then I go and I sit down with them. And when I sit down with them, um, depending on their level of experience, if they're an experienced seller, I'm going to jump right into CMA and price. I'm going to jump right into price. I also bring a net sheet. I don't think I said that, but I bring a net sheet with me and I, I help them pick the price that they want to sell their home, depending on what the market is telling them. I am not giving them my opinion. I am telling them as a professional what the market says. And I'm asking for their God. I'm asking for them to participate in that. It works really well for me. Um, am I really giving them my opinion? Sure. Based on the market data, I am, but that's not how I position it. And so I talk through price with them and I help them set their price. If they have other questions or if they ask about commission, I do the commission matrix that we talked about. I do go over a net sheet because I've never met a person that doesn't want to know what they're walking away with. Um, and it ties in nicely with the price conversation. And then I get started on the paperwork. I pull out the paperwork and I get started on the paperwork. Very rarely do I get an objection to doing the paperwork. 
occasionally I'll get, well, we're not ready yet. We're not ready for three weeks. Great. Let's do the paperwork. And then we'll, and uh, let's put a time a, a next steps plan together for you. I have the next step sheet. Let's put a next steps plan for you to be ready in three weeks. In the meantime, I can prep for you. I can have you in my system and I can prep for you. That usually works. Occasionally, I don't leave there with it, right? There are times you don't leave with a signed contract. And so I leave with the, with the permission to follow, with when I'm going to follow up with them to get the paperwork going. But I assume the sale will end there. I just assume that they're going to want to do business with me. Sometimes I hear they're interviewing other agents. So if I hear they're interviewing other agents, I'll say, great. Is there anything that you heard from me today that would, you know, cause concern or cause you to want to talk to any other agents or cause you to not want to do business with me? No. Okay. I'll cancel those other appointments for you then. Let's get the paperwork going. Um, and because usually, believe it or not, it's a lot about that. They don't want to call these people and cancel. I'm like, I'll do it. And they laugh every time I say it. They laugh. Do sometimes they interview other agents? Yeah, sometimes they do, you guys. Like not, I'm here for everybody, and that's okay. So, but the vast majority of the time, they take me up on my offer. Does that make sense? So, I'm going to stop sharing for a minute. So, you know, I closed the listing presentation, and I have the listing presentation for you that I will give you, but I think it's more about all the things that you do to prepare for and during the presentation. And then um, when I leave there, hopefully most of the time I'm leaving there with my lease signed listing contract, but I leave them all the stuff. I leave them the folder. I leave them the listing presentation, the leave behind. Um, I don't leave the commission matrix. I took that with me. <laughs> Although someone could get it, you know, or do it themselves. It's not something so inventive that no one could think it up. But I'll tell you this, I've been doing that for five years. And most of the time when I meet a seller, they tell me they haven't seen it before. So even though we talk about it um, as a strategy, I guess a lot of people in my area just aren't doing it. What questions do you guys have? Can I post the checklist? Yes, I'll post. Oh, uh, I'll have everything posted, guys. Hey, Ken, cool. you're like a master listing agent. So what did I miss? I love the listing you're menu. I use it. Uh, I like yours. It's actually simpler. Mine was like more, more complicated. So I'm going to like modify mine. But, you know, that's a great close because you're giving them a choice rather than giving them a thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, and when they say they're listing with other agent or they're not listing, but uh, interviewing other agents. Yeah, I absolutely uh, offer to uh, call and cancel the appointments, and then I, I ask them. So, do you want do you want to know what I'm going to tell them? And uh, sometimes they say yes, sometimes no. And I, if they say yes, I say you know uh, I I listened with them. They really wanted to meet with you, but you know I really closed hard on them, and they kind of feel bad. But I got the listing, and I want you to know that uh, if you know you have a buyer or somebody on the inside, let's go ahead and see if we can put a deal together. And keep it I very love that. Yeah. So let them know that we're, we're not going to throw them under the bus. I think that's part of the fear that they have in having you cancel the appointment, right? They want to yeah. soften the blow. And so if you let them know that you're going to soften the blow and not throw the seller under the bus and it's just a professional thing, not a angry kind of a conversation that, that really helps. I love that. Um, I love that a lot. Thank you for sharing that. I just learned something. I always learn on these calls from all of you. Um, and here's what I'll say. I am, I think, Ken, you're more of a natural listing agent, wouldn't you say? A natural listing agent? Uh-huh. Like, that seems to me like it just comes naturally for I'm, you. I'm That's a, your wheelhouse. father, so 25 years ago, I decided I didn't want to work on the weekends. 
So I became, I had to become a listing right. agent if I wanted to make a living for my kids. So oh, uh, okay. I'm a so listing agent right. because I'm a dad. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's why I like to list, right? Because I have a life. I, there's other things yeah. I want to do. Children, husband, you know, there's other things I want to do. Travel. But I'll say this. In my personality, I'm more, I'm a natural buyer's agent. Like I'm, I'll love on you and I'll take you to see, well, I won't take you to see a hundred houses, but I'll take you to see four or five. So, and I'll teach you how to narrow down your list of 14 to four or five, and I'll take you out and we'll have a great time. And I love it really. But I don't, when I started to list homes, I didn't love it. I, but I, I love it now. I'd rather have listings and buyers all day long, especially this year, right? Especially in this market. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I'm saying that because I'm seeing comments that there's some new agents that are like, oh, you remove some of my fears about commission or whatever the, the fears are. Objections are questions we haven't answered. They are not a criticism. They are not a knock on us. Objections are questions we haven't answered. When somebody says 6%, 5%, can you do it for three? It's just, there's something we haven't gotten to. I'll and say so yes, you how much would you like to offer to the buyer's agent? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right? That's it. So, and, so in the marketplace, in the, in the competitive marketplace right now, you have companies like Zillow who will do it for 1%, right? 1% if you buy a house with them in the next six months in our markets. So they're really doing it for 2%. And it's limited. And so you're really doing it for 3%. And so if they get into numbers, when they realize that you're only getting, you're getting 3% and then it's easy to show them how much more you're offering than a company like Redfin, who's going to have a contract door opener, come and show the buyer through instead of a seasoned professional who knows how to narrow in on the buyer's objections and handle them while on site. So, um, so that's, that's one of the things the, the five, 6%, I think that should go out the window. We should only be talking about the amount that we're getting. And then discuss how much to pay the the, the buyer's agent, because mm -hmm. um, uh, that that takes the sting out of it. And everybody's looking at Zillow, and everybody's looking at Redfin, and everybody's looking at these discount broker. Well, we can't say discount, but lower cost brokers. And in in reality, we're competing head to head with them. In many cases, the market's so hot that listing agents are taking listings at two percent on a regular basis right now because they put up a sign and it's sold in three days. Where you know. Yeah, I agree with you on that. One of the things I do do that I didn't mention on the list, when I use the listing matrix, I do write down like how that's split. So I'll, and I, I just feel like doing things right in front of them um, helps make an impression. So when they pick their package and they pick a 5% package, I say, okay, that's two and a half percent to me, which includes all these services that I pay for upfront. And hey, if, you're, if I don't sell your house for whatever reason, if I let you down, you, you know, you don't owe me for that. So right. Um, and so I have all the risk is what I'm trying to demonstrate for them. And then two and a half percent to the buyer's agent. Right? So I do that depending on which menu they pick. So they know, Hey, and some, a lot of sellers, I'm shocked, even if they sold before, they either forget or they don't, they say that they don't know that they have to pay the buyer's agent, right? They don't know that that is built in, that that's how it works. So right. it gives me an opportunity to educate too at the same time. So I don't have it on the matrix that way. I tried to do the matrix or do something written with just my side on there and kind of in fine print, the buyer's agent, but people, I felt like I didn't do well with that. I felt like people felt like I was not giving them all the information. So I just show them the whole number and then I cut it in half and show them how it's broken down. Uh, I just started, so, I just started setting my, my process was to start separating uh, that into two sub conversations. 
-hmm. here's what you get for for the three or three and a half percent i charge and this is you know in the buyer's agent we need, need to offer sufficient value for them to come in and show your property as well that's a great point all right yeah. so we're going to wrap up because we're at that bottom of the hour and i want to stay wow. within our 30 minute time frame that went fast so i will get everything that i showed posted um if you have uh, any follow-up questions always feel, feel free to reach out to me i hope that this was helpful um you can see like how i talk to you in here is how i talk to clients maybe i'm a little bit more eloquent with my clients i am not the best script person in the world i'm just not I don't know everything off the top of my head. I have to prepare, but I do really well. And so you you can too. And I only say that because if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. So, and that's really the truth. That's how I feel. And a lot of times it's just our confidence. It's just our mindset around this. And so I, I'm talking to so many agents who are like, it's so hard to get listings in this market. Go get your listings. You're just not doing enough activity. Take action and get out there. I've brought way less stuff in the past than I just went over with you. This is just where I've grown to and gotten the listing. So just take the action and you guys will get these listings um, and, you, and you'll get better every time. Nobody knows what you're supposed to say or want to say but you. So the seller doesn't know you said the wrong thing or you didn't say it the way you wanted to. You analyze what you do when you leave and then just do better on the next one. The more you do this, the better you will get. But you have to do it. And it's, you know what, if someone doesn't hire you or if you learn this lesson early, don't want to work with someone, that's okay. That was one more time, one more opportunity you had to practice your skills. That's what those appointments were. They were appointments that are never a waste of time, even if I don't get the business. And I'll leave you with one last thing. If I don't get the business and I want it, I call that seller and ask why. Every time. And I hate it. It's the most uncomfortable phone call I make in my life around real estate. It really is harder than anything else. But I want them to tell me why they didn't choose me. So I can try to dissect if I could have done something differently or better. And it has helped me immensely. So do is everybody tell me the truth? Probably not. You know, and I kind of can hear maybe when they're trying to soften the blow. Um, but some people do really give me good feedback. And so luckily I'm not having to make a ton of those phone calls anymore, but I started out having to make some, some of those phone calls and I do have to make them. I don't get every listing. I am in a market with many talented agents. We all are, even though I think I'm the best. So I'm sitting in an office with a really talented agent. In the next room. So we could be up against a, a listing together and they may want it more and that's okay. So, but the point is just don't let that get to you. Just keep going. The more you keep going, you're going to get them. Great Bye. stuff, Amy. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody. Can you, can, can you post your uh, listing menu? Yeah, I'm going to send everything to, um, I think it's Zach, and then he'll get it all posted because I don't know how to do that. But I, I think I'm going to do cold, granite, uh, yeah. Gold, granite, diamond, you know, gold, yeah. <laughs> silver. And I have to give – <laughs> One of the agents I work with, um, Kim, she took what I taught her and she turned it into that like fancy document. Yeah, so cool. um, she'll hear this because she listens to Asian Power Huddle on, on, on the podcast. So thank you, Kim. <laughs> that makes it so pretty. <laughs> so, have a great day, you guys. Go get some listings.
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.